0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's happening, man? <laughs>
2: must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff, it's a great day,
3: man. Thanks for so having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey. And, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV. And uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very
0: much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose
2: yours.
3: Hell of a deal today. Thanks for joining us here on the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are coast-to-coast, border-to-border on iHeartRadio, amfm247.com. Tune in. Find us 24-7, 365 at com. Download our at app at both the app stores, iPod and Google Play. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard each and every day at JiggyJigbar.com. Talk America Live each and every Saturday with Don Mazella, And of course, The Mix, all Tuesdays for this Sunday radio broadcast. Twitch live stream as well. Go over and check that out today. Before we get to our first guest of the broadcast day, we have got a fantastic, brand-new marketing partner with us today here at Transmedia, worldwide, absolutely amazing, Vonda Echo, functionality, style, in one iconic backpack. This is a fantastic product. Go over to kickstarter.com. Search. Meet Vonda Echo. The Vonda Echo Backpack takes you from work to play, and it does it with substantiality in mind. Let's tell you a little bit about these folks. These guys are absolutely amazing. Following the successful launch of the multifunctional Vonda Backpack, Scandinavia's custom design is back. Launching the Vonda Echo Backpack on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. This comes from Stockholm, Sweden. Vanda, which introduced its highly popular multifunctional backpack in 2017, has now launched the Vanda Echo backpack. It brings the work to play. Karen Catalina. Hey, Karen. How are you? It's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, how are you? You sound like you're in a hole, but... Well, I know. we're, we're to gonna help, we're, right? we're gonna we're gonna fix that. I gotta I, get my uh, guests in here, and uh, w- w- once we get our guests uh, in, we'll we'll make this work. Just to, give me a few seconds here. We've got Karen Cataline with us today. She joins us live here on our big program, and uh, we're gonna be chatting with Dan Perkins and the great IQ Al Rizzoli here in just a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us online, you can do so. JiggyJaguar dot com. That is your best spot to uh, see what we are are all up to, and uh, Karen Cataline is going to join us here in just a few moments. KarenCatalina.com is her official website. And I believe there's Dan Perkins. Well, good
4: afternoon to you, too.
3: (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we've got Karen Cataline with us today. The ship show and the Faustian lure of leftism and uh, despite the terrible performances and even worse entertainment values of the shift show quote unquote the serial drama is being doled out in dribs and drabs to keep us enthralled engaged and distracted Democrats and their media minions are showing us what being railroaded in a third world country actually looks like and with us today is an expert on this Karen Cataline, karencataline.com. Karen talk to us about this piece that you wrote recently
4: um, I, I gather you're talking about the one that I just posted about how uh, asking whether whether Trump supporters are sycophants or a gallery of rebels. Yes, Is that right? Yes, indeed. Break it down for yes. us. I said that as a I was kind of inspired by something that happened here locally, where a uh, a formerly sane talk show host. Uh, jumped off the deep end and started calling. Yeah, you know, he he was never that all that anti-Trump, but for his own reasons, he decided to uh, trash all of his relationships and started calling anybody who uh, supports Donald Trump a sycophant. And uh, that that's conservative talk radio are a bunch of sycophants, and that got me to thinking. Uh, you know, I had to look up I, I, I've used the word myself It basically means hero worship Or, or uh, a groupie Somebody who, who looks up to someone A celebrity or whatever And uh, they can do no wrong But in this case uh, Number one, it's used to demean anybody Who dares to support Trump We've seen all the ugly things That have been said and done To people who dare to wear a red hat for heaven's sake and and this is kind of what i was thinking so what really let's analyze this because i love analyzing stuff and i thought okay so are trump supporters really sycophants and when you think about the classic kind of recent sycophants like obama remember when he was running for office the first time and women were fainting at his rallies because they were so excited Number one, I think that that was pure political theater. I don't think, um, I don't think it was true. But even if it weren't true, um, they encouraged that kind of hero worship. As a matter of fact, if you criticized Obama, you were called a racist. Well, now, I, and the other thing is, is that it was kind of superficial support. And that's what I think sycophantism, believe it or not, that's a word. Sycophantism is actually a word. Um, it's, um, It's a superficial kind of, oh, I wanna be, you know? There are wannabes out there. Well, with Donald Trump, number one, the exact opposite was the case. People were suspicious. They didn't think he could possibly get the nomination, let alone win. They didn't like his background. They didn't like him. They didn't like the way he talked and on and on. And yet he has earned support over time uh, and won people over. So I prefer and I do believe that I'm calling him someone who, who, who uh, organized a group of a gallery of rebels. What he was able to do is tap in to the discontent and the fear about the direction this country was going and I think people are genuinely grateful that he has stood up the way he has and stood up under such pressure uh, the way he has.
3: How's that for an answer? Long, verbose, but an answer. (laughs) Well Dan, uh, jump in there my friend. Well
0: since you wrote that story, we now have a new moniker for Donald Trump. He's a cult leader. Nancy I know someone
4: else on another station told me that. Who is it? Who uh, who made that accusation?
0: Nancy Pelosi.
4: Gee, are we shocked or what? <laughs> well, um, so he's a cult leader I, now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, um, I did hear somebody else tell me that, that that's the, right. the latest thing. Now, let, He's let a me, cult let leader. Me, let me explain to
0: you at least what I've heard as to why she says that Donald Trump is a cult leader. And she describes, okay. she describes the people who follow a cult leader of having no mind of their own and they follow the leader regardless of what the leader says or does so they believe huh. that the fact that Donald Trump's support in the Republican Party has not really wavered the fact that that uh, yesterday we had a report that showed in the black and Hispanic community, a thirty-five percent approval rating for Donald Trump.
4: And yeah, that is a stunning statistic. that That ought to be making them shiver in their boots. I right think there. they probably. I think they
0: probably are because without the black Hispanic vote, they're they, in they got trouble. No, they have no. They have no chance. They have no chance. Uh, and, let, and let
4: me just throw. Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say that given the economics of the lowest unemployment rate for blacks and Hispanics since we've been keeping those numbers, and the fact that the Democrats have nothing to offer, at least at the moment, nothing positive to say, or how they could even improve it, they're losing the minority vote. And I, I said on Jim's program a long time ago, that I believe the election outcome would be 48 states to two for Donald Trump. And I might oh, even go oh. so far to say 49 to one, because I actually believe if people think I'm nuts that California could turn.
4: Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I hate to ask this cause I, 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 is this, um, what's your name again?
0: <laughs> Dan Perkins.
4: Dan Perkins. Oh, it's so neat to be on with you. I have interviewed you before, and we've spoken before. Yep. And uh, it is a special privilege to talk to you and uh, and and James at the same time. So that that's very cool, Dan. Uh, good to be with you. Uh, I mean, I would love for you to be right, Dan and and James. Here's what I think is a delicious irony. What a delicious irony. But Nancy Pelosi, the leader of collectivists, the people that dump everybody into groups, that love voting blocks, that love for people to think in large group think kinds of things where everybody everybody just marches in lockstep is now accusing Trump supporters of being collectivists. Now that's rich, don't I, you think?
0: I do. I think it is. It's amazing. It's um, <laughs>
3: It's amazing. Yeah. Now, now uh, we've got Karen Cataline with us today. We've also got Dan Perkins and also IQ Rizzoli. IQ, listening to all this, uh, what, 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 what do you make of, of all this?
2: Well, I'm not shocked because the Democrats are behaving exactly like the Muslims. My beautiful uh, projects that I believe in, Islam. Why do I say that? It's called projective identification. Anybody wants to Google it will find out. Every criminal justifies its criminality by projecting upon the victim what they intend to do to them. Muhammad used to do that, and Pelosi is doing exactly the same thing. They accuse the supporters of Donald Trump of cultism, while they themselves are the worst cultists ever in America. Correct me if I'm wrong.
4: I couldn't correct you because I think you're a hundred percent right IQ. I think you're a hundred percent right. Every that's how you can map out what Democrats are actually guilty of, because everything they accuse Republicans and their political opponents of is precisely what they do.
2: Thank you. That's projected.
4: <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. So, so. Go ahead
0: IQ. Go on
2: no
0: no that's it I I wanted to Jim I wanted to share with our guest and you and IQ a piece that's probably going to be on conservative truth in the next two days and I I think you need to everybody needs to strap in when I tell you what I'm writing about Um, Nancy Pelosi's got a problem the latest number that I heard today is that she, need, she needs 217 to pass a bill of impeachment. She might have 218. However, the black report that I just talked about is causing waves throughout the Democratic Party. Now, a lot of people are speculating about what are her options relative to impeachment. And I've got an option that... I've not heard anywhere else. I may hear it after I release it on your show, Jim. But, so here's the way the story goes. Nancy Pelosi and Mr. Schiff get in front of a microphone and say, I'm paraphrasing. You know, we are convinced that we have presented to the American people all the evidence necessary to impeach Donald Trump. But being so close to the election, we think it's more more valuable and more important to let the American people speak by their votes. So we're not going to have an impeachment vote in the House. We're going to let the American people decide at at the ballot box next November. But here's the rest. I of- think
4: that I've thought of that. I have thought of that and that is a reasonable way for them to get out of it because right. uh, it's it's clearly been a loser for them okay. from the beginning and it's getting worse uh, and I love when Donald Trump says bring it on baby <laughs> I'm ready yeah, so, here's <laughs> so yeah of, I think that's entirely possible
0: here's the rest of the story that you. this will be the first time you've probably heard it the strategy of the Democratic Party I'm not saying it's right I'm saying the strategy is to not hold a vote on the impeachment proceedings. In fact, they're going to delay it until the election. If they keep the House, they will still, issue after Donald Trump has, if he's won re-election and they keep the House, they will wait until after the election to pass the bill of impeachment and send it to the Senate. If they don't win the House, they will still—and Trump gets reelected, they will still have the vote in the lame-duck session, which sends the bill to the Senate, which causes the trial to take place.
4: Yeah, but, Dan, isn't the trial—is actually a good thing for the Republicans, because that's when they can really call witnesses. That's yeah. when they can actually put on a case— Right. And plus, we will know what's happened uh, December ninth, which I have a hunch will be later than that, just because they've delayed it so many times the, uh, you know, the AG report and the Horowitz report and all of that. Uh, I yep. think those those could be game changers. But I love the way you think.
0: <laughs> but if you I think do. about if you think about the idea of waiting until after the presidential election to take the vote then all the time during the primaries and the general election, they continue to have this Paul over Donald Trump uh, talking about his his, his being corrupt and whatever they want to say. And mm-hmm. by not passing the bill of impeachment, they don't give the Republicans in the Senate an opportunity to officially go on the record and defend Donald Trump. So if they yeah. lose the House, they lose the House they're going to get payback because they're going to pass the bill of impeachment and Donald Trump will start his second term under an impeachment trial.
4: Uh, uh, And there's something else too. And that is that they'll campaign on it. If you don't want to bother with impeachment, uh, vote for our candidate, whoever it is, whatever awful person it is in order to save the country. It's mm-hmm. kind of like blackmail. If mm-hmm. you don't take our candidate, we're going to impeach the guy. I mean, this is how they play. You are mm-hmm. exactly right. I think it's definitely an option. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's it, it, it allows Nancy to back away. They haven't they haven't admitted failure. They don't take the vote. The the thirty congressmen who got in in Trump districts. I don't say they're secure, because I think they're going to lose anyway. But the point is, it gives them all the options. And they keep the president from what he desperately wants is a trial. Bring it on. He can't have it yep. until until the Bill of Impeachment passes the House and it goes to the Senate.
4: The only thing that, that all of this, and I love it, the only thing that all of this does not take into account is what they have not taken to, into account all along which is that Trump is always a couple steps ahead of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And whatever they do, he's able to turn on a dime and do something different, which just makes their hair go on fire. Right. So I think part of the reason they're so infuriated all the time, they have not been able to best him. They have not been able to beat him. He, uh, he's got tricks up his sleeve they don't have any clue about yet. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that, you know, we are in a gravy train time amidst such scary opponents. I mean, they'll do anything. The, the, the great thing is, is we've got somebody who's got their number in a huge way. Yeah. I'm wondering you know. what other people think, but I, I, I love a conversation.
0: <laughs> so the other twist, which I did in a previous article, which was a little controversial, so, the Democrats don't do a vote. I did this a couple of weeks ago in a in an article, a commentary. Democrats don't want to take the vote. Now, what I'm going to say on the surface probably sounds like heresy, but think about it. You need two hundred and seventeen votes, two hundred and seventeen votes to pass a bill of impeachment. What if what if if Nancy doesn't bring a bill? What if the House minority leader brings a bill of impeachment? <laughs> you get the Republicans. So they can,
4: you so get they 190
0: can, uh, Republicans and all you need is 27 Democrats out of 230 Democrats to come with them. I think there are 27 Democrats who still hate Trump that they could get 217 votes that way. And that
4: You're saying that, these are Trump supporters who would force the impeachment, in order to have the trial.
0: Yes, ma'am. Because the moment, okay. Nancy, moment Nancy says that she's not going to have a vote, that she would prefer to defer to the American people, we believe we've proved our case, but for the good of the country, we're going to let the American people decide. As soon as they do that, if you get a bill of impeachment introduced by the Republicans and they pick up 190 votes... And they pick up, they need 217, so they need 27 votes from Democrats, 235. They don't need very many of them to get it passed. And now what are they going to do?
4: But um, I, I, you know better than me what the, the ins and outs of uh, procedure is. But as Speaker of the House, couldn't she just not bring that to a vote? Couldn't she control oh, it to well, such but, an extent that she wouldn't allow it to be voted upon?
0: well she, the the question becomes if she doesn't bring a vote she's going to have a lot of her constituents angry with her right. and how, and depending on how angry they are at donald trump they won't necessarily act in a rational manner so is she going to be able to stop if the republicans want to issue a bill of impeachment and encourage their yeah, democratic yeah. counter she might she and might the
4: is that i wonder if republicans have the gumption to do that strategically they uh, they rarely do
0: <laughs> well yeah but see i i i think that, that what what's happened here yeah that's a very good point uh i, I would used a different adjective than gumption but that's okay
4: um <laughs> right i think we're on the same page there unless it's somebody like jim jordan everybody knows is supporting and he could do it then then we'd know uh, then then it would be a different story we have some good good gutsy Republicans in the House but go ahead
0: well what I'm what I was going to say is that for many many decades I have um, been disappointed in the inability of Republicans to have a backbone see I believe I believe when Republicans came into the House in the Senate, they were given a Democratic playbook, and the Democratic playbook says, well, you may be in power, but we're really in power. And if we go after you, you go to a corner, and you sit down and you cry. You don't fight. And What's mm-hmm. happened, uh, what's what we're seeing day after day after day, look at those congressmen who stood up in the shift hearings and just destroyed those witnesses and turn them into individuals who were crybabies about the fact that, that Donald Trump chose to, chose to do foreign policy without asking for their opinion. How dare he do that? Yes. I think more and more I Republicans, agree. when those 30 Republicans, congressmen, went downstairs into the skiff room to protest of the, the, the secrecy of the hearings, we're seeing more and more Republicans growing backbones which is a phenomenon,
4: And we've come full circle because it's not sycophantism. It's earned respect that not only has Donald Trump stood up to this, this deep state, this corrupt mess swamp, but he's teaching Republicans how to stand up to. He's teaching the people who brought him to the dance, like you and me, the grassroots to -hmm. stand up to. That's yeah. why people have loyalty for Donald Trump. It's because they've watched him in action, and he right. delivered the goods, right? And then some.
0: So let me let me ask you if I question a question if I might. What yes. do you think? If, what do you think if the Republicans regain control of the House? What do you think of Jim Jordan as Speaker?
4: Oh, I like Jim Jordan a lot. I do too. A whole lot. I do too. Uh, what he has to fight is the same thing Trump has to fight. And that is an awful lot of, I don't even like calling him mealy mouthed or, or weenie or weak spined. Unfortunately, I think the weakness in the Republican party is more corruption than it is weakness. And so that's what he's going to have to fight. Uh, I, I never, do you really think it's possible we could take back the house? Absolutely. Twenty twenty?
0: Without question. Great. Without question. That's beautiful. If, if that I'm, would be beautiful. If I'm right on anywhere from forty eight to forty nine to one, the coattails yeah. of Donald Trump will be extremely deep. And and just just in the black community, if the polling data yeah. holds, if the polling data is thirty five percent and in the Hispanic it, they the the democrats can't win if if he gets the black vote at 35 percent he will take over the house they'll throw out a lot of democrats in the house and it'll be a huge majority and uh i i see that coming i i continue i was on jim's show we he did a special on election night 2016 and i wonder you remember oh, this jim wow yes and but my job was my job that i got from jim was to watch the electoral votes and i said to jim based on what i see at nine o'clock at night there's no way hillary can win and jim <laughs> said to me are you sure and i took over the numbers <laughs> so we, we said that trump is going to win and we didn't miss the electoral college vote by much Uh, but you could tell at 9 o'clock at night that it was over and um, uh, it was a short night and I suspect that the same people who sat at those desks in tears because Hillary lost are going to be asking themselves on the air how is it possible this happened again it's because they don't pay any attention to what's going on in flyover country Yeah,
4: and their ideas lose. They don't have any ideas.
0: Right. And and
4: and and, and, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I just going (laughs) to.
0: I I was just going to say that the reason why I said that California may be in play for the longest time, Republican candidates, with the exception of Ronald Reagan, never campaigned in California because it was a foregone conclusion that they would go for the Democratic nominee. But look what's happened in California. The president did a stop in San Francisco and a stop in L.A., raised over $15 million. People were turned away because there wasn't any room. And oh. I think he's going back again. And he's going to go back several times before the presidential election. The fires, the taxes, everything else that's going on, the, the, the destruction the stress, of the city.
4: The yeah. defecation on the street, the trash, the tent cities. Uh, boy, you know if and, you can't if you can't win against that, you can't win.
0: Right, and uh, there was a survey a month or so ago of registered voters and in California, and over fifty percent of them said the taxes are so high they've got to figure out how to leave the state. <clears throat> and one of the uh, things is here's here's an interesting thing to me. If <clears throat> it's called U-Haul, where you rent a trailer. If you rent a trailer in California and you want to move to Texas, Uh it's going to cost you Uh $2,500. But if you want to rent a trailer to go from Texas to California, it costs you $500. Because nobody (laughs) wants to rent a trailer to to go to California. Everybody wants (laughs) to rent a trailer to leave California. So all these little anecdotal things... All add up. The, the Democrats don't see that. They they um, they basically find themselves in a situation where they believe what they're saying is true, and it can only be true by them saying it. Anything anybody else has to say uh, doesn't count. And and the Democrats have basically told the the uh, the squad has basically told. Republicans, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You don't have a First Amendment right in the United States, to speak your opinion. You either agree with us, or you shut up. And The only and,
4: thing I'd add is that it isn't just the squad. They're just dumb enough to lie about it. There's way a lot of leftists in the Democrat Party who, who believe the same exact thing they just don't they just don't don't always tell the truth about it. Uh,
0: so so yeah. who do you think's going to be the democratic nominee or do we know it yet?
4: Uh, uh, I don't uh I don't usually like to tell, you know, to try to prognosticate that way. Um I don't know. I haven't got a clue. All I know is I haven't seen anybody who can even remotely put up uh a real uh alternative to donald trump i i get a kick out of the michael bloomberg thing i've written a lot about that because because number one i loathe michael bloomberg for all sorts of reasons here's a Mm -hmm. nanny who doesn't only spend a fortune trying to control people's guns all over the country trying to basically repeal the second amendment but he, he doesn't even like 17 ounce sodas And the left um, screams bloody murder about billionaires, but then they had to get one of their own, a New York billionaire, to fight the other New York billionaire. There is is a Grand Canyon chasm difference between a Michael Bloomberg and a Donald Trump. And it just shows that's all they can do is either try to to, uh, offer a phony... Uh, duplicate of Donald Trump and that's a terrible one I don't think Bloomberg will will get any traction, it'll surprise me if he does, he's a terrible speaker and he's a nanny and people can't stand I I can't stand what he did to New York and a lot of other people can't either Um, maybe they'll decide maybe they'll decide they simply cannot win and they'll run Elizabeth Warren anyway Uh, So who knows? I mean, you know, who knows?
3: Well, Karen, I I know that our time is short with you, my friend. Before we let you go, how do we find you online and read your stuff?
4: Uh, Are you joining me or Dan?
3: Yes, yes, you, 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 Karen, because I know that I've got to get you off here in just a few moments. Um, You
4: betcha, you betcha. Um, You can read my stuff and... uh, everything about me, more than you ever want to know at com. I have a show called Spouting Off uh, which I've had Dan Perkins he was wonderful Uh, Cataline is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E I I have op eds, I have blogs I have uh, podcasts and social media as well so I'd love to connect with people and I want to hear at some point, Dan you'll have to email me who you think is going to be the candidate (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing that (laughs)
0: <laughs> I predicted it a year ago I predicted it who it was going to be a year ago
4: So we'll talk about that Hillary? Just yes. tell me it's not Michelle No, Hillary Hillary? Oh wow That'll be fun <laughs> I can't wait for that You
3: should have me on your show <laughs> to talk about it I will, I will indeed Okay You well, bet uh, on it okay. Well Karen, I appreciate okay. you making time for us today Thanks for coming on my pleasure you all have a very happy thanksgiving thank you much thank you appreciate it there she Bye. goes karen Cataline, and uh dan and iq uh before we get to our next guest dan and and iq what what, what did you guys think of karen
0: well i as she said i've i've been on her show and i've 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 talked with her so she was a, a known quantity to, with, with me um uh, she has great enthusiasm she has pretty good opinions i, I like what's the way she thinks and uh, uh i thought she was
3: a really good guest for you iq what 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 what, what did you think
2: i agree with dan she's very good at least the people you're bringing now are all intelligent human beings.
3: <laughs> well, that's that, <laughs> that that is fantastic because, well, we have had we've had some on uh, this this year, uh, especially that have not been uh, mm. intelligent human beings. So uh. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We have had some of those. <laughs> So we are going to try to connect with our next guest here real quick. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us online, you can do so, JiggyJaguar.com, also iHeartRadio. And uh, we are hoping to uh, connect here with our next guest here in just a few seconds. And um, Dan Perkins, of course, DanPerkins.guru, if you want to uh, read any of Dan's uh, materials. IQ Rizzoli's book is available also. Uh, I believe we've got our next guest on the line. Christine, can you hear us my friend?
1: Yes, I'm right here.
3: Yes, this is uh, our next guest here on our big broadcast is the founder of Queen of Peace Media and author of The Warning, Testimonials and Prophecies of the Illumination of Conscious and uh, Christine Watkins with us today. Christine, talk to us about your book. So The Warning,
1: Testimonies and Prophecies of the Illumination of Conscience is about an event prophesied by many legitimate mystics and saints within the church who have said since the 1500s that there will come a moment in time and it's possible, even likely according to a couple of legitimate modern-day prophets, who I can mention who they are, and they're they're in their right minds, they're holy people. These are not quacks. so I, mm. I wouldn't even be putting myself out here if if uh, it were so, who say that there's going to be a moment in time where a cross will appear in the sky, and it's God's act of mercy to correct the conscience of the world, a world that is going in the wrong direction. And everyone will see suddenly, their interior self what their soul is like and they will see all their sins and the consequences of those sins and after that they will have the chance to understand that there is a God they do have a soul and what's right and what's wrong and to make a choice for God or away from Him at that moment so it will be one of the greatest acts of mercy that God has ever given to the world So that's what the warning is.
3: Dan, do you have any questions, my friend? Sure, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, So this is a prophecy, is it a prophecy based on Scripture?
1: Uh, Yes, it's actually in the book of Revelation and detailed more in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24. It talks about what precedes it is that everything goes dark to catch the world's attention. So night will be dark, day will be dark all around the world, and then suddenly the sky will light up with the cross, with Jesus in his resurrected form on it. And so day will be brighter than day, and night will be brighter than day. And from the wounds, from the holes in his wounds, the rays of light will descend upon the earth and will illuminate everyone's conscience. And everyone will be alone with God and with themselves in that moment, not paying attention to anyone near them. Everything will stop, and they will see themselves. And I didn't believe it, and I thought it was rather outlandish, but eight years ago I sensed that God wanted me to write about this because it had been prophesied by St. Edmund Campion, Blessed Anna Maria Tyge, St. Pope Pius the Ninth, St. Faustina Kowalska, so may I mean I could go on and on. Saint Paul Paul the Sixth, Father Stephen Agobi, Matthew Kelly, a founder of the Dynamic Catholic Institute, a servant of God, which is someone on their way to sainthood, Maria Esperanza, and so forth and so on. And so everyone, all these different people of different ages and different centuries, different backgrounds who knew nothing of one another and who didn't have a common source were saying that this was going to happen. And I said to God, okay, this is this is pretty big. Um, if you want me to write about it, I'd like to meet people who have already had an illumination of their own conscience. So I kid you not, within eight weeks, I met five people who had their conscience suddenly against their will illuminated and their lives were never the same and they were willing to share their very personal stories with me and I learned of five others who also ended up in the book and their stories are absolutely incredible and it lasted about five minutes earthly time to them but when they came out of it, they were never the same.
0: So, um, this came... You said both Revelation and Matthew.
1: Yes. um, Let's see if I have that handy. So in Matthew 24, um, it talks about, and here we go, immediately, and this is what precedes the illumination of conscience, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and all the tribes of the earth will mourn and the mourning comes from seeing our own sin and they will see the Son of Man coming upon the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a trumpet blast and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. And so the last part is those who choose him will band together and fight for good. It won't be an easy time. It'll be a time when people are very polarized against one another, even more so than right now.
0: I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying. And... Um, I like to think of myself as a Catholic Christian. I, I practice as good as I can for what I am. But I, I, I have been fortunate enough to, to travel uh, a good bit in my life out of the United States. And I look at the United States and I look at other countries around the world, and I see an abandonment of Christianity. And and not only that, mm-hmm. an abandonment of all formal religion. There is no need of God in a many millions upon millions of people's lives. So why? Yeah, we are
1: living in a time that's an abandonment of faith, for sure. Yeah, more so than in the history of the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I agree. And and so with that, I'm I'm thinking in terms of, okay, if that's true, and the evidence is clearly there looking at the number of churches that have closed and the congregations that have disintegrated into nothing, both domestic and foreign, um, and and spent a lot of time in Europe, uh, uh, and the the, the the presence of, of, of secularism in uh, political correctness uh, is so dominant there. Um, I wonder if there will be people who will look into the sky and don't really care.
1: That God won't allow that to happen. Uh, they'll look into the sky. It, it will be unavoidable because Earth will suddenly be so different. And they'll see their souls whether they want to see them or not. So this penetration is not something that people can avoid and in the book of revelation it says that people will try to hide underneath rocks they'll they'll cower you know we'll, that's what we do when we feel shame and you know we just want to hide and pretend like it's not there but we'll all mm-hmm. be exposed and even those in a, in our catholic faith who've received the sacrament of reconciliation that's the best thing we can do is do a general confession a whole life confession and we're forgiven our sins, but we will still see them. The sins we've confessed will be different in that they won't sting as much as the ones we have not confessed in the sacrament. But perfect contrition is hard to understand. If we see what our sins really did to Jesus and we see what they did to us and to the others and how they reverberated outward through time, that's very different than saying, oh, I'm sorry, I just did that. So we'll have we'll have full knowledge. Everyone on earth will have full knowledge at that moment of of God is real, of what the church is and and, and that the Catholic church does possess the truth. That will be a shock for many people. And what you're saying will happen after that because after that the devil will be kept at bay, therefore people can use their free will, very free will, without temptation, to make a decision. No one will be able to say at that moment, there is no God. No one will be able to say, I didn't know there was sin, or I didn't even know that I did that sin. Everyone will know. So it's a choice made in perfect freedom. But then after a while, people's habits will come back Satan will come back to do his normal tempting and that's when people will be fooled, the media will come in and will say it was just a solar flare, it was just some kind of collective illusion, Uh, we found out that the magnetic flare of radiation in the earth, blah 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 will just completely find an unscientific but call it a scientific explanation as to why it happened and then people will be fooled Because it's easier to think that we're better than we really are and not have to make some changes, right? Um, And people who don't want to make those changes and who don't want to accept what happened will go back into denial, slide back into excuses, and and do a complete about-face and turn very dark. Because when you've been given the truth in such a beautiful mercy, I mean, God loves us, and He's doing this to say, Come back! I, you tell me you don't know me you tell me you don't understand I'm showing you everything I will forgive you every single thing just come to me I'm here I'm going to embrace you I love you and when we say no then we put a complete barrier between ourselves and God and, and that's when people will go the opposite direction uh, and those who say yes who say please forgive me I love you and let's Let's be saints. Will will rapidly move toward him as well. Hence, the two extremes.
0: So, what you're, what you're, the prophecy that you're dealing with is not the end of time. It's something else.
1: It's not the end of time. It's it's the I think of the REM song. It's the end of the world as we know it. Meaning, it's the culmination of the prayer that Jesus Jesus taught us: "Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." It's the answer to that prayer. It's the answer in Isaiah, where the lion lays down with the lamb, where uh, the earth is reckoned, where the, the new Jerusalem appears on earth. It's all in Scripture. And we are actually living in the times of the book of Revelation. All the chaos and corruption and earthquakes and fires in California where I live, that's just a precursor of, unfortunately, major events to come because humanity is not waking up and God will do whatever he can to say, look, I don't want to lose a single one of you. If I have to shake up the whole world, I will so that you know that I'm real and there is a heaven and I want you here with me. So... there's a lot to come and people will have to make a choice and forgive me i totally forgot your last question
0: (laughs) that's okay um i'm just we were talking about revelation and we're talking about about whether this was the end of time and you said it was not the end no
1: so it's not the end of time it's it's a new it's a new heaven and a new earth in that um, in Fatima, I don't know if our listeners, as you as a Catholic would know about that, but in mm-hmm. 1917, our, our, lady of Fatima appeared in Fatima, Portugal, and she said, I want you to go to mass the five first Saturdays. I want you to pray the rosary. I want you to do penance. I want you to fast. Uh, and if you heed my request, there will be peace. And if you don't, there will be another war. And then people didn't heed her request. Very few did. And she said, if, if you do not, there will be a sign in the sky and a war will erupt. And sure enough, a huge red, a, a, a friend of mine's grandfather saw it in Europe. It It was a red, bright red sky that was all over Europe and going further north. And everyone saw it. And that was the sign, and then World War II erupted. And then she also, so that prophecy that she said in Fatima came true. She also said, In the end, my immaculate heart will triumph, and the world will be granted an era of peace. This era of peace is also in Scripture. It's called the the thousand-year reign of peace, which is metaphorical, not exactly a thousand years, but the earth will be granted a period of peace. Now, this period of peace is absolutely beautiful. Those who live to see it will see the earth renewed. We'll see heaven and earth unite, in a sense. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth, and people will be at peace, and the lion will lay down with the lamb. And then after uh, maybe three generations or so, then the final battle at the end of time, when Satan returns, then it's no fun. <laughs> and that's when you have the end, the end, the end, the end. This is the end of an era.
0: And do you have a sense, are, are we close?
1: There are two mystics. One is an abbot, and he's an exorcist. And he is in Quebec, Canada. In fact, I just spent the weekend on the retreat with him. And he, God the Father, has spoken to him since he was age three, and he has the approval of his bishop. And he was told that it would be this generation. And so, and also in the book I wrote, and the book, by the way, is called The Warning Testimonies and Prophecies of the Illumination of Conscience. And you can find that on Amazon. You can also go to queenofpeacemedia.com. That's queenofpeacemedia.com. And just look for the warning. And in that book, what I do is I chronicle all these different prophecies. And you notice throughout time that they get more and more urgent. God is saying it's closer and closer and closer and closer. And so this priest, exorcist I mentioned, says it's this generation show judge another mystic approved by her bishop, Luz de Maria de Bonilla. And just in the last four months, the messages have said this generation.
0: And when you say this generation, do you mean boomers, millennials? Uh, what What is that? Define what that means for me
1: i'm interpreting this based on how uh this priest father michelle is speaking to pockets of people uh, and saying that those who are worried, kind of up in years needn't worry that they will live through it so uh, i don't i can't say exactly no, only god knows the timing but He's not just talking to young people, and I'm assuming generation could mean someone in their sixties or seventies who lives long enough could experience it
0: mm-hmm. and um well let's take you said this the the whole world will go dark, and then the sky will open with the 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 cross in Jesus on it. Yes, what about the people who have a religious belief but not in Jesus? What about them?
1: You know, it's very interesting. There's another, he's in my book. His story is just incredible. He's like a modern day St. Paul. His name is Marino Restrepo. And he was kidnapped by Colombian rebels and tortured in the Amazon jungle for about six months. And he was a big Hollywood player and he ended up having an illumination of his conscience overnight and he received an extra gift. Very, I think there's only two people in the world who's received his, this gift. He has an apostle and now approved by his bishop pilgrims of love. He, I mean, you got to read the book, ju- the warning book just to read his story. Unbelievable. But He was told by the Lord because in addition to the illumination of conscience he received this rare gift of an infusion of divine knowledge so he said I could speak a thousand talks and I wouldn't even skim the surface of what God revealed to me in one night and so he has a he's on YouTube all over the place and he's very powerful to listen to he he speaks in Spanish and English and he said that there will be a mass movement of the Jewish people coming into the Catholic Church, and there will also be is Islamic people running into the Catholic Church, and this will surprise Christians. They'll they'll think, wait, how on earth? So they will they will understand because of this Illumination of Conscience that Jesus started was the founder of the Catholic Church. Granted, it has humans in it who sin, but his sacraments, his presence in the Church has been there from the beginning. And so everyone will understand that, and there will be long lines for confession, there will be mass baptisms. For those who who wish to run towards God, they will be fully welcomed and warmed.
0: So that the the... The, the revealing of this and, and do we have a sense do you have a sense of how long this thing will take to play out
1: starting with which event
0: well when when the skies go dark and the, and the crucifix with Jesus on it appears in the sky is this something that's a matter of moments or is it going to take months or years to, to play out or, or do you have any idea
1: so, collecting all of the prophecies and putting them all together, they all say the same thing in that the cross will be in the sky for a while. I think it's about seven days. St. Faustina Kowalska, the saint of divine mercy, was also shown that event, and she wrote about it in her diary. And so the illumination of conscience happens shortly after the sky appears and the light rays come onto the earth. But then the cross remains and it remains as a sign of hope for those who begin to believe or have always believed and it's a sign of confusion for those who do not. And they'll do what they can to try to find a scientific explanation as to why that cross won't go away. (laughs) And. So that will happen, and then um, according to Father Michelle, God the Father told him about six and a half weeks is is the time where the devil will be kept at bay, and and Christians will be on the move trying to help those understand what just happened to them, that they have a soul, that Jesus is real, that the Bible is real, that we're living in some of the prophesied events, and they'll begin to understand. And then uh, it will be hard times, and Christians will have to kind of go underground, as it were. Um, Then things will get worse, and there's a new book I should probably write, because people are asking questions about what happens after the warning. But in the end, everything turns out good. (laughs) In the end, Mary's Immaculate Heart will triumph. So uh, I'll probably have to do a book called Before and After the Warning. But for now, the warning says a lot the warning testimonies and prophecies of the illumination of conscience you'll learn so much not only that you'll learn about your own soul and how God sees us in the light of our sin we don't really understand that by and large as a people and the book is extremely revealing as to who we are and what is right and what is wrong which is very convoluted nowadays and people don't understand who they really are or why they're here
2: Hi, right, Q are you still there of course, I'm listening. I'm
0: learning. I, I want to hear your. I want to hear your thoughts. Don't, because this is
2: beyond my intellectual capacity. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm learning. Way beyond my intellectual capacity.
1: Well, you know, the the wor- the warning will be beyond most people's intellectual capacity. It'll be a shock. It'll be a big shock.
2: Okay. So. I'll I'll. I will watch with the revelations. I promise you. I will.
1: <laughs>
0: so you think it's going to happen in your lifetime, but it may not happen in my lifetime since I'm seventy-four.
1: You're seventy-four. Are you healthy?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Then it might happen in your lifetime. Yes. Uh, okay. And uh, you know, God is, and and not everyone. This is. This is harsh to say, and it was hard to write about, but this is what God has told these different prophets, more than one, and some of them were children and knew nothing about this, and some of them, you know, have been canonized by the Catholic Church as saints and are and authentic witnesses, have said that many will not survive. They will die because of the shock. So, if someone is in mortal sin, which is very serious sin, and they've been in mortal sin for a long time, they will not be able to live through the shock of it. Because we're, as we live, as we walk, as we breathe, we're either our soul is either in, internally in heaven. Meaning, if we were to die right now, and the person is truly full of every virtue, and and they have been seeking to be like Jesus, like God their whole lives and they're truly holy inside heaven is already in them so when they die they simply walk into heaven and as the Catholic Church teaches us some of them have yet to be purified heaven wouldn't be heaven if people walked into it dragging all their sins in there with them so there's a purification and it is biblical I know the show isn't about proving that purgatory is in the Bible but it is people who are living in purgatory and still need some defects perfected before they're truly godly, then they will feel the pain of their sins, the ones that have yet to be purified during the warning. And those who already are in hell, They, they. the only thing that is different for a person who is alive on this earth but is living like a living hell is that what's missing is the feeling of hell. What's missing is the burning and the, the terror of it. And they will feel that in the warning, meaning it's time now to repent. It's time now to change our ways. It's time now to read Scripture. And if a person, you know, if a person understands in their conscience that some things that society is saying are right are terribly wrong, then they need to go with what the Church teaches and not with what the world is telling them, because it's, it could be life or death. And, and is... death is, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I know we're almost out of time. I just wanted to ask one, one quick, one more quick question. What, what does Rome? Say, what does the Holy See say about this?
1: Well, it's interesting. The Holy See has canonized uh, two of the popes that have spoken of this, and re- quite recently. So, um, Pope Paul VI said that this would happen and that it was needed and St. Pope Pius the Ninth has said this would happen. The Church has approved of St. Faustina Kowalska's writings and said they are of God, and this is mentioned in her spiritual diary, St. Faustina Kowalska. The Church has approved the apparitions of Jesus and Mary at Heed, Germany, in World War II, and it's mentioned in some detail in that of apparitions of Our Lady and Jesus to four young girls. The Church has approved of the Flame of Love movement of the of Mary. Elizabeth Kindleman is a Hungarian mystic. It came through the um, bishop in Hungary. The prelate of Hungary said that her diary is real and true, and it has the Catholic imprimatur of the Church, and it's mentioned in there. Um so, I could go on. Servant of God, Maria Esperanza, her church-approved apparitions in the town of Venezuela, it was spoken of to her, and she is considered on her way to sainthood, and others who've also been approved by the church that I've already mentioned. So, yes, in that sense, through these individual people, um, the church has welcomed their writings and what God has been saying to them.
3: Thank you so much. Well, You're uh,
1: welcome.
3: But before we let you go, uh Christine, how do we find you online, uh, pick up your book, everything else?
1: So, the website where all of my books are and this is the latest one is www.queenofpeacemedia.com. And the book is called "The Warning: Testimonies and Prophecies of the Illumination of Conscience." And you can also find the warning on Amazon, but queenofpeacemedia.com dot com is the website.
3: Fantastic. Well, uh, IQ, how do we find you online, my friend? You, you, you've got all sorts of books and everything else. Uh, well, uh,
1: I am www dot Christine with a C H Christine Watkins dot christinewatkins.com
3: fantastic okay iq al-razoli uh, your, your books how do, how do we find them
2: it's on amazon it's a trilogy called lifting the veil the true faces of muhammad and islam all you have to do is google my name al Rasuli alra double a-l-r-a-double-s-double-o-l-i that's it thank you
3: and uh dan how do we find your books and non-profit and everything else
0: the best thing to find me is dan uh we are um this coming saturday kicking off the uh the new the program under songs and stories of uh sanibel shoes for homeless veterans and i was at bank of america this afternoon and they said we got four large garbage bags of brand new women's shoes And we haven't even actually started, so um, we're off to And I noticed some of the other places that I went to uh, already have shoes in them, so um, we're hoping for big things. And um, have a great Thanksgiving, Jim.
3: Yes, yes. I I appreciate everybody making time for us today, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and we will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you. Appreciate it.